the Pasik says, which many Rishonim understand to be a prohibition. Don't be like Korach. Don't be like Korach. So how would you understand this prohibition? What is the Torah telling us not to do? What did Korah do? Korach doubts the integrity of Moshe Rabbeinu. He claims that Moshe made up the concept of kahuna. Really, all Jews are equal. There's no room for kahuna, for a coin. We're all the same. Understand that that means he is doubting the authenticity of the whole Torah. This is a movement already in the days of Moshe, a movement among the Jews that actually heard Hashem speak. That very generation that experienced divine revelation. And he's doubting it. And he develops a whole following. So how would we understand don't be like him? Don't doubt the Torah, huh? No, that's not what they say. Rishonim teach us that means don't be machzik b'machlokis. Don't be machzik b'machlokis. Machlokis. A new faction, a breakaway. That's the issue. What they stood for is irrelevant. That this is a dangerous movement, that's irrelevant. What's much more problematic? Divisiveness. Dividing the nation. Dividing the nation is worse. It's more of an issue than doubting the Torah. My, what a statement. So does that mean that we should create Jewish unity by going to the lowest common denominator, or not even common denominator, but creating one, and face it? There would never be polarization if we all agree that you don't have to keep Torah mitzvahs for the sake of peace. 
Huh? What's it say here? What's more important, peace or truth? That's not what it says here. The Mishnah tells us there's something called Machlokesh Shalom V'Shem Shamayim. What is Machlokesh Shalom V'Shem Shamayim? Causing disagreement, dividing for an ulterior motive. They understood where was Korah coming from. Jealousy. He was skipped over when they were giving out the positions. His doubting Moshe's integrity was not real. Come on, he was there with the whole of the Jewish nation when they all heard Hashem call out to Moshe, come up. This was not an ideological disagreement. This was a personal disagreement. And that's what it's telling us. Don't be like Korach. Doesn't mean don't have ideological disagreements. It's don't have personal disagreements, especially the ones that are dressed up in ideology. You know why? Because when you have ideological disagreements and they remain ideological and ideological only, we have the confidence that if there's a real desire to find truth, one day we'll get there. When is there trouble? When it becomes personal. We are told that the second temple was destroyed because of baseless hatred, sinat chinam. When one studies the history of the second temple era, it's hard to understand what this baseless hatred really is. It was not so baseless. The end of the second temple era, there was civil war. Jews were fighting each other. Do we surrender to Rome? Or do we give our lives and fight to the very end? Do we give our lives for our values only? Or do we give our lives for the sake of nationalism and self-rule as well? 
And they were fighting each other. They were killing each other. That's baseless hatred? Isn't that an ideological disagreement? Yes, it was an ideological disagreement. But when they started killing each other, it wasn't. When you disagree with someone in principle only, do you hate him? What does hatred have to do with anything? When it's a true intellectual discussion, you hate each other? Yomar tells us, there's something called Milchamto Shel Torah, the battle of Torah. You're studying with your Chavrusa. It says even a father and son, teacher and a student, you're studying Torah, and this one says this is what it means. This one says this one, and they're shouting at each other. There's a war. And that makes them the closest friends. That brings them together. It's a real me a meeting of souls. Traditionally in yeshiva, the best friends are the chavrusas that scream at each other. Nothing personal. It's not hatred. It's a common struggle for truth. Where does hatred come in? That's when it gets personal. How dare you disagree with me? That's when people kill each other. Disagreement is part of being Jewish. The Maharal writes that the fact that Jews are always arguing is a sign of the fact that Jews are truth seekers. And because we have different personalities and experiences, it's only natural that we should disagree. Hatred? That has nothing to do with it. The key is, is this intellectual or is this personal? And you always got to do your soul searching. Unfortunately, there's so much hatred within the Jewish people of one another. So much of it in the name of ideology. We gotta rise above that. In terms of ideology, no compromise. Truth is truth, what's false is false. No compromise on our values for the sake of peace, that's not even peace sake, I guess, of tranquility. No. You know what true peace is? True peace is when we disagree and love each other anyway. Stay away. Stay away from any disagreement that gets personal. 
run, have nothing to do with it. Even if it's presented as an ideological dispute, And I'll add, even if it started out as one, but then went personal. Be careful. If you can't love the people you disagree with, you got your homework to do. No, we're passionate about what we believe in. That's the ideal. It's the ideology, it's not the person. Yes, we're intolerant of falsehood. No games. But we love Jews. Regardless of what they believe. Get that straight. It's the story of Korach. Tragedy of Korach is what personal feud, jealousy can bring one to. Be careful. This destroys families, this destroys communities, this has destroyed the nation. Beware. We all have to mature. Not accept others' ideology, but accept everyone as people, as Jews, as brothers. If we can get there, the Jewish people will be in a whole different place. On a personal level, life will be so much more pleasant.